Hello, 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 brothers and sisters. How y'all doing? This is Larry with the Black Financial Initiative. As always, we got Eric, we got Terrence. It's a very special episode here. Uh, this is an episode that I'm not going to say it hasn't been done, but I haven't seen it, I would say. Um, we're doing faith and finance. We're talking about what does God say to do with our money? This is an important episode for me. I thought it was important that since we're going to be on the internet, we're on the podcast and stuff, I didn't think it'd be appropriate for us to have thousands of listeners and never talk about Jesus. So this is very important to me. Um, also, another struggle for me is with faith and finance, you know, I want to become wealthy, but I think to myself sometimes, you know, there's certain verses that might, might make you think that becoming wealthy might not be a good thing. So I want to talk to a, a pastor, someone we all know, we all went to SFA with, Stephen F. Austin. His name is Pastor John. I'm going to go ahead and let Terrence introduce our guest today. What's up, everybody? We want to introduce Pastor John, our uh, pastor from the top, straight from the top, T.O.P., Temple of Praise in Beaumont, Texas. So we're going to go ahead and turn it over to John and let him talk to us a little bit. Um, hey, everybody. Um, as as I said, I'm John Richardson. I'm from Beaumont, Texas. I pastor here. Um, been pastoring for about three years now. Um, I was born and raised in Beaumont. Uh, one thing that we push at our church is we like to say that life is better at the top. Um, but when we say that, we're not saying that our church is better or we're better or anything like that. We like to, we adopted that mantra, basically establishing the foundation that life with Jesus is better than anything that you could possibly imagine. Um, the Bible tells us to uh, oh, taste and see uh, that the Lord is good. And you can only do that by, you know, proving him and trying him. So um, we, we really push that mantra. We really push that uh, that ideology. Uh, we push that foundation at our church. And real quick, um, all of us know John. We went to SFA together, Stephen F. Austin. I met John, I would think, in 2007. We used to, uh, me and John and other people, we used to attend a, a Bible study called Men of God. John, you remember the Men of God Bible study? I remember. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> at the Yellow House. Oh um, uh, yeah, <laughs> Man, that's funny, dude. Two thousand seven. That sound like <laughs> sound like before before time, man. We were kids. <laughs> pre pre pandemic. Pre 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 pandemic. Really. And then, um, John was the chaplain of an organization, and it was called Men of Achievement. Yeah. And uh, and and John used to he uh, he was a chaplain, and he threw um. For lack of better words, every year it was, it was called total praise. I would I would say it's like a constant praising God with different you know choirs yep. and organizations coming together. And we used to go to the big theater. And and John used to um, run our weekly Bible study. So uh, we we've been knowing John for a long time. So it's it's really good to talk to you, brother. It's really good to be here, bro. Uh, and so with that, uh, we can hop right into it. Uh, and for everybody, that's like our background, like with John. Like Kay said, like we all went to school together. So, you know, that's how we know him and connect to him. Um, but one of the first questions we have is, uh, what are some of the religious principles and disciplines to help build financial wealth? So I had to do homework. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we want to do, ask the tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> Only because really, man, if we really, really dive into it, it's tons of principles that you wouldn't even consider with your, you know, with your logical mind or at the forefront of your mind. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I just, I really just 
just brought home like just some of the the more basic ones. Um, mm-hmm. some even they even though they're more basic, we don't even consider these. Okay. So I'm gonna just uh, I wrote them down. One of the ones is sowing and reaping. Like that's that's a big that's a big principle. Uh, another one is paying off debt. Um, another one is giving. Another one is stewardship. And then the uh, the last, and I guess the the one that many people like, like are really fearful of is tithing. Mm. Um, tithing. Oh, that's, he's starting out hard. We we gonna get right. tithing a bit. <laughs> right into it. Yeah, people that ran off from the podcast already. <laughs> click click. <laughs> Oh yeah, man. The, those those principles right there will will solidify you and put you on a on a good path. I, I guess the fast track, um, mm-hmm. to, you know, to leading a, a better life and kind of leave, you know, lead possibly a, an even more wealthy life as Larry was talking about earlier. Oh, nice. So you um, mentioned some of our principles. I'm just want to piggyback off of what you said and like the first one I think you mentioned. Uh, was like you reap what you what you sow. Yeah. So, can you tell us a little bit more more about that? How that relates to our listeners out there trying to uh, build something, establish some wealth? Um, just, I mean, it seems pretty self explanatory, mm-hmm. but uh, some people might need a little bit more about just how you know what you said. You reap what you sow. So, reaping and sowing is not just a financial principle. Mm-hmm. I, I like to consider reaping and sowing. Uh, a life principle. Mm-hmm. Um, Bible says in Galatians six and seven, um, "Do not be, do not uh, be deceived. Uh, God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows." Um, we got to understand that there are natural consequences mm-hmm. for our actions. Natural mm-hmm. consequences. Notice, I did not say there are consequences that come from God, but there are just natural consequences for what we do. What okay. you what you put out there is gonna come back to you. Uh, you can't go slap my mama and not uh, <laughs> to not, not retaliate. Like, Come on, Pastor. Come on, Pastor. <laughs> yeah, bless him with them hands. <laughs> Something gonna come back to you. <laughs> so you know, in, in, you know, in, in retrospect, like that's what we gotta understand. So if we put it out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's gonna. It, it has to come back to you. It, right. it, it's a lot. So it's like a boomerang. I understand that. Mm-hmm. He said, "Read what you sow." Said what you put out there it might come back to you. I feel that you can't go to my mama. <laughs> <laughs> Where was the, the the rapper uh, Toby from from Houston? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey. Hey. He said, uh, "Try, try, Jesus." <laughs> don't try me. <laughs> don't try me. <laughs> I think that's definitely one of uh, the one of the ones I definitely mean believe in. All of them that you said, but like they're reaping and sowing, I think is a very key thing. I mean, that's just kind of like you said, just kind of life in and of itself. You, whatever you kind of put out there, that's what you're going to get. You know, if you, you know, if you act a certain way, normally that <laughs> means a certain thing to people, and that's the kind of the feel you get back. Yeah, man. And then, too, like, you know, like, so, you know, you guys mentioned that we met in 2007 or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about this back in 2007, but as we get older, like, you know, our habits change, our thoughts change, uh, mm-hmm. things uh, just change about us. So one thing that I've kind of gotten into 
I haven't started yet, but like I, I have a liking for it is gardening. Mm. And mm. we gotta understand if you don't put nothing in the ground, <laughs> yeah. don't expect nothing to come out of the ground. Hey <laughs> man. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna get that, that fruit tree if I don't if I just sit around and look at it. Oh, you gotta put something in there. So, so man, that's reaping and sowing, reaping and sowing. You gotta, you gotta put something in there. And I think one of the key things too, I think that like you just mentioned gardening. Uh, I haven't seen like my grandparents do it and stuff. Not only are you putting that seed in there, like you're tending to it. You know, you're watering it, you're cutting shrubs. You know, doing all these things to tend to it. You know, to to get that fruit tree or to get whatever you plant. You know, it's like it's work in it. It's not just like I dump the seed in the ground and <laughs> I'll be back in six months and see what you know. It's you know it's continuous work. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, so like you said, you got to put some work into it, and so from the financial standpoint, I look at that as kind of like the the saving or investing. Uh, if you're not going to save, if you're not going to invest, don't expect something to come back to you. If you're not going to work. Uh, work on your craft. You're not going to go promote. Uh, if you're not going to spend the time to reach out to listeners or get guests on or whatever it might be, then mm-hmm. don't expect for whatever you want to come to you. You have to put that work into it. And like you said, it, it goes past being a financial principle, but financially, that's kind of how it relates as far as that saving and investing. But past that, whatever you need in life, whatever you want in life, you're going to have to put forth some type of work into it in order to get that work returned to you. So. If you don't work, you don't eat, right? Hey, hey, keep it. Hey, uh, John, one of the things you said was giving as well. Um, yeah. Can you kind of expand on, on giving as well, how that helps out? Um, so um, giving is, you know, more so for, for me being pastor, um, it's more, more of a spiritual principle than anything. Um, mm-hmm. The Bible says, in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only son mm-hmm. um, for whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Um, so for me, that that's more that's very foundational. It's a characteristic. It's a trait that we learn from God. Uh, we understand that in giving, it's a it's a principle that um, you know we're not selfish for. We're not, uh, it's not more so about us, um, but it's uh, it's a principle that we understand that, you know, we give to give. And a lot of people, a lot of people, when you start telling people, oh, uh, I'm giving and I I don't get, you know, I'm not going to get anything in return. Um, they'll they'll turn their face away. They'll turn, you know. You mean tell me ain't nothing in it for me? And truth be told, you know, we talked about reaping and sowing, and we talked about that thing. And and truth be told, like when you you know when you when you put it out there, it has to it has to return. But what if it don't return? Like, will you still have the same heart behind it in, mm-hmm. in giving? Mm-hmm. Or whatnot. And that's one thing that I challenge challenge my uh my members at church uh all the time. Like I'm not saying that it's not gonna return, but what if? What if mm-hmm. it don't return? Like, like are you still gonna give or are you just gonna sit on it? Mm-hmm. And if you if you sit on it, 
like, what are you expecting to do? You you expecting to hold it all? You know, like there's just you got to understand. You got to understand the heart of God, and the heart of God was to never be selfish. It, it's right there in that scripture. It's right there. For God so loved the world, He loved us so much that He He gave something to us. Yeah, something that nobody else could give to us. Mm-hmm. And then the Bible talks about how eventually it's so that we might be saved. Hmm. So that's not even a guarantee. Uh, that's <laughs> a guarantee of a return on His love. You understand what I'm saying? So, uh, so we just that principle of giving, man. That that's my baby right there. <laughs> uh, you, I think you, I think you hit on something there. Saying what, what, what if you don't get anything back? Yeah, you know that. I think that I think that's the key. For, I think that's key for a lot of people. You know, I think we're naturally used to giving and receiving. Yeah. You know, even for any service, you know, <laughs> I paid for gas. You gave me some gas, <laughs> you know, for anything, you know, for what, what if, you know, like you said, you put into something and you don't get anything out of, you know, will you still continue to do it or fall by the wayside? Like you said, what are you expecting? You know, will you then just never give again or? Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I think that's a pretty neat one to piggyback right off of uh, the previous topic, which we were talking about. Uh, reaping what you sow and then so we're, we're saying like hey put put this out into the world and, and and in order to get something back but now we're saying hey but you got to be ready uh what if you don't get that in, in return if you don't get that back and then we we mentioned sometimes dave ramsey like we're uh larry's mentioned he, he followed the principles for uh, for the most part to uh, help get out of debt and I mean, there's other ways to look at it and people to follow fi- finances. But one of the things Dave Ramsey says, as far as like he said, don't don't let family members borrow or family and friend borrow money. But he said, don't give it to them. He didn't say don't give it to them. He said, if you if you don't give it to them, you can feel free to give it to them. But don't necessarily expect something in return because you can have some damage with your relationships or whatnot. But mm-hmm. feel free to give that charity. And, and help a brother out. And we had um, the neighborhood finance guy on not too long ago. And he mentioned one of his buddies, he had it available. I think it was like $5,000 or something like that. And he he basically invested that in his friend and gave his friend that money and his friend made the returns off of it. So that's I think that's part of that return is he saw the success of that money being put to use that, that he wasn't initially going to use. So, I mean, I think you, you, you're hitting on something. Like I would say, read what you sow, but you gotta be ready if you don't get that in return, you might get something emotionally out of it. You you might get that back tenfold in another area, some other way, uh, just out of out of that. So, I mean, I, I like how you hit that. Another thing, it's funny that you mentioned that. My sister, bro, I believe <laughs> that my sister has a really, really good job. Yet and still, every time I look up, can I have this? Can I have that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling my mama, I'm in a place now where uh, I'm just faced the fact that um, if I give it to my sister, I'm I'm not even expecting. I'm not expecting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what not? So, it, and then it just brings me back to like uh, another principle I kind of teach in my church um, that just God kind of really revealed this to me that givers always have something to give. Mm. Mm, that's a good one there. Givers always have, they always have something to give. Um, and, and I never really, 
I never really realized that until I looked at um I started watching this this old deacon bro. Uh, <laughs> over the course of the trajectory of my life, I've been knowing them probably since I was like maybe five or six. And I noticed him and I watched him just from afar. I never asked him questions or, or anything like that. But I noticed that, bro, he, he's one of those guys he he always gave when it comes to offering. Mm-hmm. But not 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 only did he always give when it comes to offering, but he was always giving to people. Like mm-hmm. he like people's birthday, he was giving. If, if somebody needed something, he was giving. Man broke down down the street, he was giving it. Mm-hmm. And this is, and he's not a rich guy, bro, like by any means. Yeah. But he always had it to give. Always mm-hmm. had it to give. And even now, he's like, he's he, he like almost 70. And still, still come yeah. out of the pocket with something to give. So because of that, like that, that just really showed me that with him being so free hearted, God could trust him enough to replace <laughs> what he was giving. Mm. Oh, so I still trust that. He's been a good story with, with God's money. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you were talking about uh I guess giving. We'll keep rolling into that for a moment, I, I think. If, um, so giving goes straight into to tithing. So you got to watch out. Watch out for the listeners now. I hope we didn't leave, lose anybody right there. <laughs> but, uh, but tell us a little bit about that. Who should tithe and how much? Oh, man. man. I want to invite me back. Hey, you already, you you family, you always got the invite back. You you go ahead. You gotta you gotta say what you gotta say. Okay, so first and foremost, that concept of tithing, I'm gonna just be honest. There are some aspects of tithing that as church believers, as followers of God, that maybe we need to go back and, and relearn or maybe even unlearn. We've been taught that. We've been taught that um, it's a commandment. We've been taught that some scriptures we follow, huh. yeah. and we don't we don't put everything together. We talk about Malachi three and eight. It talks about will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. Then it even goes and further on and say you are cursed with the curse uh, because of you know because you didn't you know you didn't pay the tithe and. I'm here to tell you that a lot of what we've been taught is far from the truth. A lot of it, it had may have been, you know, um, just interpreted incorrectly or, or whatever the case may be. So I'm address the tithe. I'm address what a tithe is first. So a tithe is nothing more, nothing less than a tenth, mm. tenth of your increase. That nothing more, nothing less. Mm-hmm. Then Leviticus in in the in the book of Leviticus, Leviticus says it's something holy unto God. So when it's holy unto God, that means it's dear to him, it's near to him, it's important to him. It should be set aside for him. Now in Malachi, <laughs> where it <laughs> talks about where it talks about you know, you, you, you'll be cursed with the curse. It is not saying that, well, it is saying that you'll be cursed with the curse, but we need to understand that you being who you are today in, 
the year 2022, you don't receive that curse. And the reason you don't receive that curse, and I didn't come here to preach, but but the reason you don't receive that curse is because when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he received that curse for you. Mm. And the Bible says that uh, when Jesus came, I came not to do away with the law, but to fulfill the law. So whatever curse comes from the Old Testament is not that the curse went away, but Jesus took it on. So mm. I'm not saying that you should not tithe. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is you're no longer under condemnation. So you don't have to feel like lower than low if you don't. Don't let preachers, pastors, or whoever make you feel like you're you're less than just because this is a, a concept that you haven't grasped yet. And I've seen that so, so, so many times. People don't understand it. So people really want to, you know, people want to make sure, you know, they're, they're understanding. Man, I, I, I said, I told you, I did some homework. 5% of churches, 5% of churches tied. Ooh, 5%? What? Ooh, Man, I must have been go, going to all 5%. 5%. <laughs> <laughs> 5%. Churches, uh, of churches tied. 77% of those 5% give more than a 10%, the, or the mm-hmm. give more than the tithe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this misconception about pastor trying to take everybody's money and only 5% give. <laughs> so you ain't got it like that. <laughs> yeah. Only five, only five percent of churches tied. Now that's not that's not saying that people don't give or whatnot. People do, you know, people do give or whatnot. But we said a tithe is what a tithe is ten percent of your in, of your income. So you said that five percent of the members in a given church tied. Yes. Right. Okay. 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 Yes. Oh man, <laughs> it's almost like nobody. Yeah. I mean, if you got 10 people, that's less than one. I'm about to say, where I, where I grew up, that's 5%. You, you had half a person. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the argument I've, I've heard before. So it's so much that's been put out there that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know, social media is like, you know, oh, yeah. or, or whatnot on, on topics like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I just suggest that if you really, really, you know, if you really, really want to know, you know, the true foundation of tithing, I, I really suggest that people go back and relearn or, or unlearn what they may have been taught over the years, because it, it may not be, you know, true. I'm not saying that what you know is not true, but I'm just saying that, like, it's do your due diligence to work out your own soul salvation and fear and tripping. That's all I'm saying. Don't don't depend on somebody else. Kind of read it for yourself. Is what you're saying. Is that what you're saying? Right. Okay. I got a, uh, another question. Given your experience and like Larry's went through the history and how we all know each other and man, mm-hmm. it, it goes back a decade plus. So you have a relationship with with uh, pastoring. You know uh, our yeah. people, black people, and and seeing how we 
work and have the relationship between with God. So what is your opinion or what are your thoughts on Black America's relationship between religion and finances? What have you seen and concluded? I believe that, well, one, Black America has, was raised in the church. Mm-hmm. So I believe that we believe in the principle of tithing or we know that we should. And I've seen many situations where people tithe, but you know, this is a financial podcast. So we got to understand that tithing ain't it. Like it's not tithing and that's final. Like Mm -hmm. there's more to your finances than that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times what I've seen is, I've seen people tithe, but they're not good stewards. Mm. Uh, I've seen, okay, you tied, and and then you go to the casino. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you, you reap what you sow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm playing, professional playing. <laughs> I'm far from old school. I'm far from old school. But I remember some of the old school pastors and preachers, they used to say this, they used to say this phrase, well, God don't bless no mess. Yes, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, like, you know, so we gotta realize that it's tithing is not all there is to our financial state. Mm-hmm. And I think black america sometimes that's that's our downfall when it comes to uh, our finances mm-hmm. um especially black america and black church or you know like us you know just trying to be followers of god us also trying to navigate in everyday lives in our everyday lives uh we need we need to understand that it's not tithing is not all there is I've seen that over and over and over. And I've heard you mention uh, like being a good steward over your money. Can you delve more into that? Yeah, just so for two years. I guess what that is or. Okay. So for two years, I went without working. Um, My dad passed in 18 and um, I I wasn't working from like 2018 up until last year. Mm -hmm. And throughout of that time I was able to uh meet with the pat I meet with the pastor he was very like strategic and I guess kind of helping me grieve but also helping me get settled into becoming pastor mm-hmm. and I met with him and he was like he was like son do you you know do you have a you know a weekly schedule or or not a weekly schedule but a daily schedule for your week and I was like, um, you know, I was like, no, I really don't, you know, I really don't have one, um, whatever have you. I just, I just know that I have a lot of things that I need to get done. So if I, if I get it done today, I get it done. <laughs> and and if I don't get done today, I'll get done, you know, it'll get done tomorrow type thing. Like that's how I approach it every day. And he was like, well, son, I'm here to tell you, like, you're on the road to being burnt out. Hmm. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, what do you mean by 
I'm on the road to being burnt out. And he was just like, well, if you don't schedule your days, people will schedule it for you. And I was like, hmm. okay. So I've learned to take that concept and apply it to our finances. If you don't tell your money, <laughs> if you don't tell your money where it's going, your money gonna tell you for you. Like tell your money, hey, I want I want you to go to, to the Lord. I want you to go to to my rent. I want you to go to I want I want you to go to the cable bill. I want you to go to my savings. Mm-hmm. Well, your mother start telling you, "Hey, that TV look nice. Let's go get it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we hungry today. Let's go out to eat. Mm-hmm. Like we your money start, yeah. your money start talking to you. So, I'm in retrospect, we just need to understand. We need to manage it better. We need to take charge, and we need to tell it what to do, and not tell and not allow it to tell us what to do. Yeah, you you right on that. Else you uh money to tell you be at that casino again. <laughs> right. <At the> casino. <laughs> money be like, yeah, our numbers are hidden today. <laughs> One thing going back to the relationship between Black America and the church, it seemed like um, especially early on, I'm sure still to this day, that um a lot of the church was all we had, like in the community. Like for different projects that was going on, we went to the church and the church uh, was kind of like, I don't know, the, the organization that helped out the black community, uh, you know, needed food, uh, just, you know, different activities like that. You, you have anything to say to that? Um, I think the church is still that um, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. I think that other opportunities have presented itself. Um, there are other organizations, you know, that are out there nowadays. And to a lot of people don't really want to hear what God have to say about some things. Mm. So, mm. so because of that and the way societies kind of, you know, kind of shifted into, you know, um, just different concepts, different, uh, different things in, in society, like people feel like I can go get there somewhere else without you telling me how to live my life. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll say that's definitely how a lot of uh how much of society and generations have shifted over time. Like you yeah. said, if I, well, I can just go somewhere else and get the same thing. People see they have like options, so to speak. So, but you know, it kind of distorts things because you, in a way, sometimes you're just finding the the easier way out or finding something some validation mm-hmm. of what might not be correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're just searching for what you want to hear, basically. <laughs> you know, you go here, they tell you something, and you probably know it's the truth, but you don't want to hear it. So I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna go here anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna go to this other place. Yeah. The Bible says at some point they'll have itching ears. Yes. And itching ears is just basically, you know, what I want to hear, not mm-hmm. what I need to hear. Mm-hmm. All right, that was part one of a two-part interview with Pastor John Richardson of the Temple of Praise Church in Beaumont, Texas, a.k.a. Top Church. They are at 1405 Isla 
And that's in Beaumont, Texas. Be on the lookout for a part two coming out in two weeks. Thank you. Bye.